Hello Gopher fan. You are listening into the first ever Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Thank you for tuning in. If you are listening right now, congrats. You're officially a day one supporter from the start. And we appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to listen in with us here as we get going here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Our program today is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Coming up on the show today, man, I picked a weird time to start a Golden Gophers podcast, didn't I? The 20-point favorites fall on Friday night, and while I'm sure you don't want to have to relive that dumpster fire, we are going to spend the program today talking all about it. Going to start off by breaking down what happened on offense for the Gophers. Tanner Morgan and the offense looked pretty good, actually. Then after the break, we'll get into the defense, and that was less good out of PJ Flex squad on Friday night. Then later on, we'll wrap things up by taking a look at the big picture. This team just lost to Maryland. What does that mean for the expectations going forward? After a couple of weeks ago, we were thinking about going to Indianapolis. That's all coming up right here as we get started on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. But before we get into it, once again, thank you for joining us here. If you don't know how things work on the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm Nate Dickinson. I'll be your host every single weekday where we'll bring you everything you need to know about the Golden Gophers in half-hour chunks every single day. Listen, we get it. There's a lot of podcasts out there, and you don't have all day to be listening to me. So give me half an hour, and every weekday, I'll make sure you're up to date on everything going on within the Minnesota Gophers. And it won't always be just me yelling at you. You'll get a heavy dose of that today. But I'm going to bring in the voices that I've gotten to know over my time covering this team, people inside the team, the experts about everything going on with the Gophers, and they'll be able to give you some good insight too as well, because I'm not here to tell you that I know everything. But again, we're going to start off our show today talking about the offense that we saw on Friday against Maryland, going to spend all show here breaking down that loss to the Terrapins in a shocker as the Gophers go in as 20-point favorites and end up falling in overtime to Tungavailoa and the Terps. And we may as well start out with the biggest bright spot of the night for the Gophers, Muhammad Ibrahim. Another outstanding performance on the ground from him. He touches the ball 41 times, 207 yards. He's been the bell cow running back that Minnesota has needed. While everything else around him has been kind of fallen down, he's been able to be consistent, been able to put up some points for these Gophers, and he tied a school record with four touchdowns on the ground on Friday night. The problem is that he did touch the ball 41 times, and that's not something you can get every game out of him. Having him carry the ball 40 times every game isn't something that's sustainable, so you need more offense around him. And luckily, we saw a little more of that offense from Tanner Morgan last week because he was, as Mike Grimm put it, just fine in the first week against Michigan when I talked to Mike Last, the voice of the Minnesota Gophers. But this week, a lot better ended up consistent in his play in facing off against these Maryland Terrapins. 10 for 15, final. A touchdown with 189 yards. It was a good game for him. Definitely better than what he did against Michigan. But I'm still looking for Tanner Morgan to kind of be that playmaker that he was at times last season for these Gophers. Because as a sophomore, he really stood out as someone who took that next step and became one of the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. The Minnesota Gophers and their fans were hoping that, well, if all had gone according to plan at the start of this season, while Morgan made the step up from quarterback to one of the best in the Big Ten, this year maybe he could make that step from one of the best in the Big Ten to one of the best in the country. That's not how it played out in the first week against Michigan, and while he was better against Maryland, it just still wasn't enough to get the win. 
Mike Grimm, again, when I talked to him, said that in the first week against Michigan, Morgan was fine. And fine is just that. It's fine. But the expectations for this team are better than just fine, or at least they were before last Friday night. We'll get more into that later on in the show. So if you want a quarterback to be just fine, then you'll have a just fine team. But Minnesota hadn't been looking to be just fine. They wanted to be great. They were good last year, and they wanted to take that next step, get themselves to Indianapolis. And now after an 0-2 start, that's not going to be happening. At least not unless something really, really radical happens around the rest of the Big Ten. So for Tanner Morgan, I understand. He's a good quarterback. And there was nothing that he did wrong against Maryland on Friday night. It was just that when I was looking for someone to make those big plays, Mo Ibrahim did it. Tanner Morgan, unfortunately, did not for a lot of the time. That's the one critique I have of him. And it's not even a really fair critique to have on the guy. Because Tanner Morgan, again, a good quarterback, a good passer. But the expectations were higher for this team going into this season. Tanner Morgan was expected to be better than just good. And he has not been that so far. Again, Mo Ibrahim was the guy on Friday. Mo Ibrahim was the guy last week against Michigan. Tanner Morgan needs to be the one to step up if Minnesota wants to win some football games. And he can make more plays, we know he can, than what he has made so far. As a whole, though, I think I'm pretty happy with what this Minnesota offense did on Friday night. Listen, this team scored 38 points in three quarters. It put up 44 points against Maryland, and I'm not upset with anything that the offense did. The only thing that I'm really concerned about was that it wasn't enough. That 44 points wasn't enough to beat Maryland, a a team that just put up only three points against Northwestern the week before. In just a minute, we're going to talk about that defense for the Gophers that gave up those 45 points to the Maryland Terrapins. But first, do you ever feel like you have to always be on What do you do when you need a moment to chill, relax? These days, everything is go, 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 24-7. But there's only one beer out there that is literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. When I'm sitting watching the Gopher games at home, I got remote in the right hand, silver bullet in the left hand. Coors Light is the beer made to chill. The mountain cold refreshment, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It is, again, literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Once again, after our break, we're going to be talking about that Minnesota Gopher defense that allowed 45 points to Talia Tungavaloa and the Maryland Turpins. What went wrong for the second straight week for these Gophers? As it seems like this defense cannot stop anything. We'll be back to talk about that in just a minute, right here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. We're going to talk about the defense in just a moment, as it was abysmal again for a second straight week to start the 2020 season. Thank you again for tuning into our first program. Every single weekday for a half an hour, I'll put you in the loop on everything going on with the Gophers. So go ahead and give us a like, subscribe to the show, five stars, all that good stuff, and you'll be able to stay in the know on everything that we're doing here on the Locked On Golden Gophers show. Our program today is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. 
Hey, while you're over there online, going over to Biltmar and following us and subscribing to the program, how about you give us a follow on Twitter as well? The handle is at LO Golden Gophers. Not a lot up there right now. We just got it started up, but we're going to do some fun things over there. And of course, if you want to stay up to date on everything we're doing at the show and also everything going on with the Gophers, we'll be keeping you up to date on our Twitter page as well as on the show. If you do want to get involved with the program in any way, I don't know if you maybe want to leave a voice message that we can air on. If you have a question or anything like that, you can slide into the DMs. They're open. Or you can send us an email, lockedongoldengophers at gmail.com with any inquiries or questions that you might have. And again, get involved, subscribe, rate five stars, all that good stuff. And of course, we'll do everything we can to keep you in the loop on what we're doing and what the Gophers are doing as well. Well, we might as well get into this defense now, huh? It was another, another terrible, terrible game defensively. A second straight game of allowing at least 45 points for this gopher defense. And I really don't know how much further I need to get into it aside from just giving you the stats. 675 yards on offense for this Terrapin squad. 9.1 yards per play, per play, that Maryland was able to put up on Minnesota. It was miserable, again. And it made Talia Tungvaloa look like Tua out there. Jake Funk did whatever he wanted on the ground. And once again, the defense showed no sign of being able to stop any sort of run game. I mean, on just, what was it, 21 carries? Yes, 21 carries for Jake Funk. He puts together 221 yards, 10.5 yards per carry and a touchdown. Now, Mo Ibrahim was great, but even you could argue he got upstaged by the Maryland running game. And I don't know what to think about this go for defense right now. Because going into the season, the defense was the question mark. That is where the inexperience was. Everyone thought that, well, on offense, you've got Tanner Morgan back. You've got Ibrahim back. You've got guys like Rashad Bateman and Chris Ottman-Bell, who had a good game on Friday, back again to try and make this offense basically what it was last year. And they've shown to be able to do that. Again, put up 44 points on Friday. But the defense we didn't know about. The defense was the question mark, and I don't think anyone was expecting it to be quite as bad as it was against Maryland. And that's really the shocking part of it, is that this happened for a second straight week against these Terrapins. Because, not to be rude to any Maryland fans out there, but your team's bad. The Maryland Terrapins are not a good football team. And Minnesota let them run all over them. This isn't Michigan we're talking about. Because when it happened against Michigan, there were at least excuses, right? Even when Michigan had players sitting out, you know that Harbaugh has five-star recruits waiting on the bench. There is talent over on that Wolverine sideline. So when Michigan's able to run all over the Minnesota Gophers, you say, oh, well, yeah, that's not great. But that's a good team over there. So it's allowable. That's not allowable against this Maryland team. Credit to what they were able to do on Friday night. And credit to the Terrapins for getting that win. Executing in the clutch. But there is no reason why that team should be getting 675 yards of offense on anybody. Again, this team scored three points the week before against Northwestern. Northwestern was a 3-9 and nine team last year. And they haven't gotten all sorts of mountains better. Maryland should not have put up that many points against anybody. Nevertheless, a Gopher team that at one point had aspirations of going to the Big Ten Championship game before the season. 
I think it's safe to say all those aspirations are gone, but we're going to talk big picture later on. I'm just not sure if I can have faith in the Gophers winning any sort of game, if that's what this defense is going to put out there. After the Michigan game, I was thinking, all right, if this defense is going to be anywhere close to as bad as it just was, then it's going to have to be the offense that wins the Gophers games. Hopefully that offense can carry the Gophers to wins if the defense is going to continue to be that bad. But if 44 points isn't enough to beat Maryland, I don't know if it's possible for the offense to carry it all by itself. This defense at some point is going to have to step up, and it has done none of that up to this point. I don't know what you can hang your hat on anymore if you're a Gopher fan. There were things against Michigan that you saw that you were happy with. Mo Ibrahim was really good. He was really good again against Maryland. The defense was poor, but again, Michigan has talented players, so you hoped that going into this week you'd be able to beat a Maryland team that was supposed to be near the bottom of the pack in the Big Ten. Now it looks like Minnesota may be that team. And it's been a long, long way down the mountain from when we started the season having aspirations of a one or two loss season, maybe even undefeated, and over to Indianapolis, to where we're at now where people are talking about 0-8. That's what's coming up next here on the Golden Gophers Locked On Podcast. What is the new expectation for this team? Where do you think this team ends up at the end of the season? We're going to talk big picture in just a minute right here on Locked On Golden Gophers. But first... Our program today, as we mentioned, is brought to you in part by Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. Listen, I'm not a protein bar guy. I think they're crunchy and don't taste good. It's just not my way to get my protein if I'm going to the gym or anything else. But these things just taste good. It's different, man. They've got outstanding flavors, including six new flavors like carrot cake, cookies and cream, and caramel brownie. Caramel or caramel, I don't know how you say it. But anywho. It's all about the taste of these things for me because those other protein bars out there, they'll get the job done just as well, but they just don't taste good to me. I don't like them. Built Bar's different. They've got the flavor that you want. They're covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and also, of course, a great tasting thing for you as well. And despite all that chocolate on there and how good it tastes, it'll be healthy for you as well. Less than 200 calories in all these bars less than five grams of sugar and carbs, and you're going to get your protein too. I'm talking 17, 18, 19 grams of protein in every single bar. These things are great for your diet, low calorie, high protein. These protein bars are the real deal, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Coming up after the break, we're talking big picture. This team's now 0-2 and just lost to Maryland. What does that mean for your expectations going forward? We're talking about that in just a minute here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Nate Dickinson with you here. Welcome back to the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Nate Dickinson with you here. We talked offense, we talked defense. We've been spending the whole show breaking down exactly what happened in that dumpster fire of a loss to the Maryland Terrapins on Friday night. And apologies for making you relive it all. But now let's go a little bit bigger picture. Step back a moment. Talk about what this means for our expectations for the Minnesota Gophers football team this season. Where can we expect the Gophers to finish up now? Because a couple of weeks ago before the season started, it was Indianapolis or bust, right? Big Ten championship game's the goal right now. 
We're trying to compete with the Wisconsin's out there, the Ohio State's and the Michigan's, the teams that are going to be trying to fight for that Big Ten title. That doesn't seem like any sort of a realistic goal anymore, does it? Our program today brought to you by Built Bar. Once again, go to BuiltBar.com and enter the code LOCKEDON. You can get 20% off your order. Locked on, the code at BuiltBar.com. Let's break it down a little bit now. What are your expectations for this team at 0-2? I'd be interested to find out. Maybe we'll put a poll on our Twitter. Again, the Twitter account for our page and our podcast here, at LO Golden Gophers. Give us a follow there as well as subscribing here as we get started up on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. And thank you for joining us for our first episode. Where are you thinking Minnesota ends up? Is the goal to get back to 500? Is the goal to not end up at the bottom of the Big Ten West standings? Is the goal just to win a game? Because there's a lot of people after that Maryland game who are saying that this is an 0-8 football team right now. I don't think anyone was expecting the defense to be quite as bad as it has been. But it was definitely a wake-up call to see what Maryland was able to do against this defense. Because when Michigan was doing it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Michigan's a good team. They've got talent. Michigan was the game where you tried to figure out, all right, how good can we be? How good are we against the best in the Big Ten? Which you could argue Michigan is or isn't. But against Maryland, that was no longer like, all right, let's see what we can do. More of a, well, you better be able to do this, right? You better be able to beat Maryland. This team is not good. 3-9 and nine last season, just scored three points the week before against another team in Northwestern that was 3-9. and nine, And then all of a sudden, they tack up 45 on you. It just didn't make sense. But the way this defense has played so far, it made perfect sense because the run game was dominant for Maryland. Tungavailoa was able to do anything he wanted. And it made Maryland look like a national championship contending team, to be honest. They made the plays. They came back from down 17 in the fourth quarter on that Minnesota defense. And in overtime, they got the job done and Minnesota didn't. And by the way, I haven't even brought this up yet, but if you think it was Brock Walker's fault for missing that extra point and losing the game for Minnesota, you have no clue. He should not have been in any position to miss that extra point. Team blew a 17-point lead, almost lost the game in regulation. And yes, while his extra point ended up being the decider at the end of the game, there is no reason why that game should have been that close to begin with. Again, Gophers 20-point favorites. So what are you with the Gophers right now? I think my goal is still to try and get back to 500, but after the Maryland game, I don't even know if that's a realistic shot. I don't know what the goal should be for this team. I don't think the defense is going to give up 45-plus points every week. I do think there will be games where it steps up enough for the offense to be able to score enough points to win. But I don't know how many times that'll happen especially out of what we've seen in these first two weeks. In the Big Ten, you can't play defense like that and expect to win. And I think really what this is a reminder of is that building a college football program doesn't happen overnight. And the path to becoming elite is never straight up. There's going to be ups and downs. And Minnesota's looking forward to a pretty big down with the rest of this season as things stand unless somebody decides to step up on the defensive side of the ball. Teams don't just become the powerhouses, the Ohio States, the Michigans of the Big Ten and the big teams from elsewhere around the country just overnight. As we mentioned, when Minnesota played Michigan, they had five-star recruits waiting on the bench. 
Minnesota still gets excited when it's able to nab four stars. That's not something that changes overnight. In fact, I was just thinking about it over the weekend and how many teams have actually been able to break into that top tier in, say, the last 10, 15 years? Only name I was able to come up with really was Clemson. And while I looked back at Clemson's old records, they won the national championship for the first time in 2016. But Dabo Sweeney had that team winning 10 games consistently since 2011. It was a long process to get his team to the top of the mountain. And there was a whole lot of Clemsoning, as it used to be called, along the way. The Minnesota Gophers, if they want to get to that next level, are going to have to go through the same growing pains. And this is a big, big pain right now. A team that seemingly can't stop anything on the ground game. And after a big 11-win season last year, is looking at a season in which a lot of people are thinking this team could very easily not win a game at all. It's not easy to make a college football team great. And it does not happen in the matter of two, three years. No matter how good of a coach you are, no matter how motivational P.J. Fleck is at the podium every week, it doesn't happen like that. Fleck knows that. Everyone in college football knows it, but it doesn't make it any less frustrating for us watching right now. I get it. I just ask that you be patient in the long term. In the short term, I understand. It's going to be frustrating. And this team has had a couple of very frustrating losses to start the season. It's not fun when you're giving up that many points. I just ask that as far as the long term looks, you not say that this is a disaster and a dumpster fire going forward. It can all be turned around again, and Minnesota can easily make itself competitive again. It just doesn't seem to be there right now. Nate Dickinson here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. We thank you for tuning in. Coming up later this week, we're going to have some friends join us on the show. Going to try and get Mike Grimm, the voice of the Minnesota Gophers, in with us here on Locked On. Ben Stevens, the host of the Locked On Big Ten podcast. I have a favor to cash in with him. We'll get him in here before the end of the week. And we'll see who else we can pull in before the end of the week here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Again, every single weekday, half an hour. Give us your time, and we'll give you everything you need to know about the Golden Gophers. Hope you enjoyed listening in to me break down here the game against Maryland last Friday. We won't talk about it anymore, I promise, unless, well, maybe for a sentence or two if someone else brings it up. But this has been a look at that loss to Maryland on Friday. We'll be back, well, right back here tomorrow afternoon and every weekday after that here on the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. Thanks for listening in to my first show. I look forward to getting to know every single one of you as we get started and hey again give us a follow on twitter at lo golden gophers over our email is locked on golden gophers at gmail.com send us a message if you have a question you can leave it in a voice memo or just type it out for us more than happy to answer anything you may have to ask nate dickinson with you here on the locked on golden gophers podcast we'll talk to you again tomorrow